0: You're listening to TLC, The Light Conversations, Series 2, Emerge and Evolve. This is a well-being and creativity podcast with interviews, inspiration, tools, and tips for the post-pandemic evolution. Series 1 was made during the first national lockdown in the UK of 2020, and now I'm diving back into this medium of podcasting to connect again with artists, healers, therapists, and coaches to discuss how they are adapting and evolving. After more than a year of global isolation and lockdowns, my guest today is the incredibly talented singer songwriter Yoav. Cape Tonian singer songwriter Yoav has been writing classic electronica influenced alternative pop for four albums, several EPs, and many, many miles of touring around the globe. He was first discovered by chance when a major label executive in New York heard his Cape Town demos and took Yoav under his wing and helped him cut his teeth in the competitive noughties of New York City's live music scene. There he developed his unique acoustic guitar style that is at times reminiscent of trance music, at times trip-hop, and even drum and bass. Yoav was also one of the very first artists to make use of live looping technology, but with some unique twists and stylings along the way. His first record, Charmed and Strange, was co-produced in London and Oxford by Marius de Fries and Ian Davenport, and it was discovered by Rollo Armstrong of Faithless, who then signed Yoav to Island Records in the UK. Before the album was even released, legendary U.S. singer Tori Amos heard Yoav's songs and invited him to perform with her across North America for 50 shows, where Yoav garnered standing ovations and rave reviews that led to bookings at Coachella and Glastonbury later that year. Charmed and Strange was released to critical acclaim and climbed to number 16 in UK iTunes charts after a live performance on national UK television's prestigious Later with Jules Holland show. The first single, Club Thing, was a hit in several countries, including Canada, Germany, and Russia, amongst others. For album two, a foolproof escape plan, Yoav moved to Venice Beach in Los Angeles to work with drummer and producer Joey Waronker on a more organic Americana-influenced sound. This was also the first time Yoav's local South African audiences got to hear his sounds first with a remix of the album's closing track, We All Are Dancing. This reached number one on national radio, and the album also won a South African Music Award for Best Alternative Record. Around this time, a remix of Yoav's song Beautiful Lie was a big hit across South African radio. Beautiful Lie was also a huge hit in Portugal, the most shazammed song of the country that year, and it was a hit as far afield as Brazil and Indonesia. Shortly afterwards, Yoav duetted his version of the Pixies' classic... Where Is My Mind with actress Emily Browning as the theme song for the massive Zack Schneider musical blockbuster Sucker Punch. The original soundtrack reached number one on the U.S. album charts and has maintained cult popularity over the years. Yoav returned to South Africa to record his third album, Blood Vine, at a wine farm around the corner from where he grew up in the southern suburbs of Cape Town. Blood Vine was nominated for another South African Music Award, and further world touring ensued from North America to Europe to Russia, back to South Africa again over two years. Then have recorded what would be one of his most popular songs entitled Dopamine during a week in Ibiza as part of the Dopamine EP. And he then relocated to Ibiza to work on new music with Danish electronica producer Lasse Mosgard. The Ibiza sessions culminated in Yoav's most creatively deep and rewarding record to, to date, entitled Multiverse. Multiverse was released in late 2017, and a European tour followed for several months. After which, Yoav decided to spend a year building a new looping and effects setup that had more sonic possibilities than he had ever dreamed possible for one person with an acoustic guitar. He toured with Underworld, Like a Lee... Katie Melua, The Ting Tings, among many others. Yoav continues to release music, and earlier in 2021, a remix collaboration with Berlin Electronica superstar Ram Pugh. Most recently, Joab set up a home recording studio and recorded his first self-produced track called Seven Years, which brings to mind music from the Andes or even a spaghetti western fusion. There's definitely a spiritual ceremonial temple vibe running through that track And his musical wanderings have coincided with his spiritual wanderings around the planet that infuse the lyrics with his restless and searching energy. It is a great honor and pleasure to speak to him today for TLC The Light Conversations and to learn more about the new music, the new direction, as well as how he's evolving through this time and what is coming up next. Here we have Yoav.
1: My head is a convenient store Full of dreams and all the sweet things I adore But once I'm in So hard to find Shaking to the core. When I feel like I'm taking anymore, I close my eyes. I hear her say, We all are dancing anyway. everything will come undone and melt away when she finds me
0: So I'm here with Yoa tuning in. From the UK on my side and South Africa. Is that right?
2: Are you in South Africa at the moment? Yeah, yeah, I'm in Cape Town. Amazing. Yeah.
0: And is that where you've been through this pandemic? That
2: we've yeah, I, I got locked down here, which was quite a hectic lockdown, actually, as lockdowns go. And um, last year was no fun. I mean, it was interesting. Um but yeah i've been here i'm actually quite keen i'm i'm going to do summer here and because summer is always fun so um, after that i'm keen to get back to to the world the, the greater world but I, I it's been i haven't spent this much time here since i was a kid
3: wow
0: i mean that's like quite an amazing lifestyle shift for you as someone who's basically been on the road for the last 10 20 years I guess it's the same for a lot of people. Initially, I I was actually okay with it. Um,
2: I thought it's all right. I'm going to treat this as a retreat. I'm going to meditate. I'm going to write. Going to um, run in the forest. uh, Get super healthy. Had all these things that I was going to do, and then I got I got sick. I assume it was COVID. It was right at the beginning. It was really weird. I got some kind of virus that had all the attributes attributes of COVID. I only got tested weeks and weeks later, by which time I wouldn't have shown it anyway. But everything kind of went out the window. I, I wasn't really sick enough to, to go to hospital or anything, but I just didn't get better for months and months. So um, I think what happened was whatever I had just um, –
3: Revealed some kind of burnout that I'd given myself from all the stuff I've done of the last 15 plus years. And I was forced to slow down and not even, it wasn't even about being creative. It was just about um, recharging at a time when it, and it was almost impossible. It
2: was like, uh, I'm, I'm still actually not 100%. I'm like 90%, but it wasn't
3: an easy time. And then at the same time, there was all the freaky stuff going on in the world, and no one knew what was going on, and no one knew how long any of this was going go, um, to go was going to go on for. It was a tough time, especially last uh, um, your guys' summertime. Our winter tough, really tough. And I, I mean, I couldn't even. I thought I'm
2: going to sing my way out of it. But if I sang too much more than like a few minutes a day, I'd be like exhausted and I just didn't have it. So I was like, no, that's not, that's not it either. I'm just, whatever this is, I'm not meant to push my way out of it. So, um, yeah, it was interesting, very tough. And then towards the end of last year, when I was feeling a fair bit stronger, I started to write again and I started to um, record again as a result, studio not being a thing anymore. I started working more on my laptop, um, which I never would have done, I suppose. If not for the lockdown, I would have continued to just maybe do a little sketch on it and take it to a producer. But then with this first song, Seven Years, I did a few actually. Seven Years was the first one that really showed itself. Um, sent it to manager. And um, yeah, he was like, this is better than the production you've been doing in big studios It's this it feels it's more raw but it feels better so um, yeah I just got thrown back on myself and and um, developed this new skill which I'm still learning a lot about and um, yeah here I am and it's been strange at least now um, we can leave the house because the first couple of months they were like super hardcore here about leaving the house I'm, I'm still, I think, in, in the belly of the beast, I think. I'm waiting for the rebirth. Um, and weirdly enough, it, it came on the back of... Um, it kind of gets back to what song's actually about, because it wasn't just the lockdown. The year or two before lockdown were not easy either. That was just the kind of cherry on the bottom no, the cherry on the bottom was was the lockdown and not being well and all of that, the, 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 the sort of low point of it all. Um, but a couple of years before were tough. I, and before that, I'd been living in um, Ibiza, making my last album, Multiverse, which was uh, uh, not the party side of Ibiza, the hippie, the hippie chill side. Um, and it was a glorious time. It was like the peak of my awesomely fun many is that I've had the last it was a spiritual awakening it was a lot of things happened that were amazing and um and this very joyous music came out of it and um yeah I, I just I couldn't believe how lucky I was and I was just so grateful and everything was fantastic and full healing and then after that again went through this period of just the hard work um uh, well, my dad passed away and he was ill before that so I was in Cape Town a lot for that and then I went on tour with the music um, but it was a difficult tour it was like midwinter in Europe um, it was all just, just hard work after that um, up and up and up and um, reading about such things I read I think it's a, a, a Vedantic um, Hindu idea that in every one's life through a seven-year period of crap, you know, to some degree, depending on, depending on whatever. They even have a, they have a a legend about the god Shiva who when it was his time for his seven years went and sat at, at the bottom of a river so that nothing could happen just to be there for seven years and to hold his breath and wait for it to be over. And even he got drawn out into the world and had to then go deal with stuff. So, um yeah it's it's been just one of those one of those times, so so I feel like the the rebirth will come will come
0: after, and not quite there yet and and on a universal level, obviously the world is going through this this kind of growing growing pain something. Did you actually write that that song seven years like with intention, or did it just kind of come through?
2: You? I had an idea of the chords. Even while I was still in Ibiza, there was quite a lot of um, interplay with guys coming from South America and the place I was living. And it was this sort of idea of these Andean chords. And I had an, I had an, an idea of having this like chorus, lots of guitars playing, strumming together, like Andes mountain music. And that was my initial thought musically when I started working on it. And um, and then I just, there was this one guitar that sounded so good. And just, I didn't want to put all the other ones in. And, and then lyrically, yeah, it felt like the times I'd been through really informed the song, um, and it wasn't—it wasn't a difficult song to write. Some of them are just—they take ages, and you know, this one, a lot of the lines just came through really. Yeah, this is the line. This is obviously the line. This is no problem. So it was, it was good in that regard because for me, I'm not, Bob, Bob Dylan could like be waiting in the back of a cab and have 15 minutes on his hands and just bang out one of his great songs. And that when he was flying, when he was really writing good stuff, um, and other people take a while and I tend to take a while
0: tell me a bit more about like producing the music yourself. Did you struggle with that at times? Like did you find it was sounding the way you wanted it to?
2: Yeah, well it's interesting cuz I think I've driven producers I work with crazy before by being particularly picky about little details. And I sort of sit, they sit by their laptop and I sit a little bit behind them and I make them, you know, tiny detailed notes. And then at some point, usually the producer gets irritated with me and we have it out over this. Uh, And I've learned to actually get better over the years. I've worked with a few different producers and they all have a different way of them. a way of producing, and um, I've learned from all of them something different. Um, so I've gotten better with that. So I have to resist the temptation because I could just keep adjustments, and I could do it myself. So the temptation is there, but um, I don't have the skills yet to do a lot of things that maybe it's some producers to do. Which is another reason this is a very simple song. It was a nice way to begin. Some of the new things I'm working on now have, um, have more beats and there's, there's more going on. But limitation's good, you know. I, I understand that now. I didn't understand it when I was younger. But the limitations, sometimes you do your best work when you have limitations. Mm. The simplicity, you, then you're forced to keep it simple. And sometimes that's just really good.
0: Yeah, so do you feel like you're going to make an album this way?
2: So yeah, what I think is going to happen, because of the way things work now with streaming and people's attention spans, um, I think I put out a song, people hear the song, a few months later I have another song, maybe two months later, and then two months later I have another song. I have two more already that I'm, I won't release, I'll hold them back for an album, but whenever I have like a special song... I'll put it out um, over a course of a year and, or a year and a half, and at the end of that period um, I will have a whole record's worth, and then I'll put it all out as a piece. They call it a waterfall release. There's another song I did, it was right before lockdown, just a, an instrumental piece called Perpetuum, and I think that will be on the record. Um, I might turn that into a song eventually as well, but I really like it as an instrumental piece. So, so I have two, and then I have two more that people haven't heard, and then I have two more I'm writing and, and producing at the moment. So I've actually almost got six of, okay. of the new record. Amazing. Okay.
0: And you said you're so, yeah. feeling like you're really getting ready to get back out in the world again. Where would you love to go when you can?
2: So I've never been to Portugal. I, th- I think I want to be in Europe, but I don't want to be in Northern Europe. And I'd love to spend time in Cape Town, but um, when it's warm, um, so I might try find a little beachfronty town in Portugal.
0: Your most shazamed track in
2: Portugal? Yeah, I had the most, I had this one. It's weird, and, and I never went there to play. I, a couple of gigs came up and then went away, but. Um, I never actually performed there, but yeah, it was one year we got notified by Shazam. I don't know that we had the most Shazam song that year in Portugal, and I knew it was a monster hit there, and it became a big hit in Brazil. Actually, it was. um, It wasn't that cool how it happened. Actually, it was this that took my song "Beautiful Eye" and covered it before I was. I'd even released it, and they covered it almost identical to the album track. It was a guy who was who was actually at the one label, so he heard it early, figured to himself, this is going to be hit, it was in Germany, and we were going to put it out as the second single. Um, and then we got a call from the label saying, uh, you can't put your song out, and I was like, why not? And like, someone's released it, and it's on radio. And then I, just, I was like, can they do that? And they were like, it's not cool, but once your album's been released, someone can do a cover of your song it's properly registered they take, they'll pay you like so so that version became a monster hit in like Brazil and um, Portugal but as a result people then found the it re- so don't complain too much I would like to check it out it just just as a base, I really enjoyed the time living in Ibiza, but it's a little, little island, you know, dream world. I, I don't think I can do it. I did it while I was making the album, and I was driven and focused, but but as a base, maybe not.
0: Yeah, and Portugal has, is a bit of a mecca for surf and yoga, as well as, you know, being like... A, really beautiful European country that's not massively affected by tourism so there are other perks and other great things about living in Portugal as well but it sounds like a wonderful base for you to be able to hop because you were quite used to like this this amazing situation of basically being a one man band you could get on a plane or or you and your guitar like go and do a gig all over the world whereas some people would have to gather the troops and the band and so, are you hoping to return to
1: that yeah. lifestyle? Well, yeah. I, I built this crazy
2: looping setup over the last the year when I got back from Ibiza and I was in South Africa a lot. I found this amazing tech head guy and built this crazy setup of um, which is wonderful for writing, even even if I don't use it much for performing. It's it's just uh, I'm looking at it now. Um, it's so uh, versatile, oh, the the sounds I can get out of this. Um, the way I can make beats and playing bass with my beats and all kinds of things. And I, I took a year to learn it. And then I, I went on tour with it. and It was a tough tour because it's so, um, it's much more difficult than what I was doing before. Um, and I've actually set it aside while I've been recording this year, I need to get back in to that. There's a problem with, wanting mastery is you can't have mastery because while you're mastering the one thing then the other thing goes and then when you get that thing going then maybe you're not doing the previous thing so um, I, I would like to get back to it and I would like to be in a position where I could yeah get on a plane um, plane um, Moscow or Berlin or London and then fly back to my home which from Cape Town is not really uh, is not worth it I've tried many places. I I will be stuck if, if Portugal doesn't work I'll be like wondering what to do. I think Portugal or mainland Spain is is where I'm at, you know, or something. Would mean back to California, but I, it just doesn't feel right.
0: I feel like there's a lot of spirituality coming through in your new tune. So I'm kind of excited to see if if there's going to be this whole album of of uh spiritual you have.
2: Yeah, well the last one, Multiverse was like really came off the back of the huge spiritual opening experience. Um, and then the songs just fell into place by magic and the whole pro- the whole process was really magical and um, uh, and actually foreseeing everything that was happening in the world that was obviously you know the world is not on the one hand, if you look at it. As political, politically, socially, um, it's not great at the moment. But I, I thought I've written those kinds of songs, especially you know, first album, second album. That was always what I did, and you know, pointing out this, pointing out that. And I thought I don't want to do that. I want to write something with hope because I don't. I think all of this is part of a process towards um, something wonderful. Maybe not in our own lifetime, but you know, we are a part of that journey. Um so that was that album. Um but and I I felt because of the way it happened, I thought, wow, this is going to be, you know, this is gonna be massive. Everyone's going to hear this. And then it, it didn't. I think maybe it still will. It might be one of those it takes a while. But after that I thought Yeah, if I'm going to write spiritual songs, it's difficult. It's it's so difficult because you want to write a song that's not hopeless, but you don't want to write a rainbow song because that's just it's not me anyway. And then I mean, but yeah, you definitely don't want to just be pointing out everything that's wrong and how there's no hope. And you know, I can think I'm not going to name. Check artists that I actually personally love that do that and have done that for years and years but um, yeah there's enough of that and then there's, then there's enough of this two-dimensional ego-driven um, instant gratification music as well so um, yeah it's a hard one to navigate you just kind of go to take it song by song and see what's coming in.
0: And it must be really fascinating when you do that, when you take it song by song and then you put it all together and you, it's sort of like any creative project takes on a life of its own and starts to tell you what it is. Yeah.
2: yeah. And possibly that's something that, I, that that I've done that maybe I shouldn't have done in the past um, because Sometimes my records maybe have a song that's like this and then a the song like and this that's like that. And it's called, there's quite a lot. I mean, you can always hear it's me because the sound of the guitar and the voice, but it's but it's quite... Um, the first album, this club thing, which is a club song, it sounded like, you know, Timberland produced, but down on the guitar and then there's Beautiful Eye that was kind of EDM um, down on the guitar. And it's quite a broad... Um, there's a difference between the two And also because Of the nature of the songs they, they didn't fit into any category So as a result Me finding the people that find me My, my listeners It's been just You know, a few from here, a few from there And it's a, it's a gradual thing Um Sometimes there's a song that hits in a certain country and then all of those people discover the music. But it's yeah, it's it's been quite strange from that point of view. Whereas seven years is um, it's just clearly this kind of indie folk. It sits in a box almost, which I've not I've not sat in many boxes before.
0: Oh, congratulations. You are now sitting in a box. <laughs> that's, yeah. That's what- well yeah and as a result of that you'll find a whole new um, fan base so a whole bunch of uh, new people will find your music
3: and, yeah you know,
0: oh,
2: they're, they're playing on the radio here in South Africa on like the, the big radios so right.
0: I, I've just done this like ecstatic dance DJ training and I had to present a song like choose a song we had to sort of introduce ourselves it was. I began the day after you released Seven Years, so I was like, well, obviously, this is going to be the song I introduced. It's like a perfect song to bring in when everyone's like super relaxed in Shavasana and you're supposed to take them on a, a story journey at that point. And that's like a beautiful song to drop in, like, because it has like a journey. It feels like a journey.
2: It is. It's a road song and very much some of my friends that are that way inclined um, into the ceremony, ayahuasca side of things have also said, like, this is very, this would be great for ceremony. You know, it's got that kind of uh, open, it does something to your heart.
0: Could that be something you would, like, consider as a direction? Would you, could you create like a whole album of music for ceremonies?
2: Yeah, and and also with the, the way the song sounded, it's it's it makes me really happy. The song, so i I would like to do that, but then easier said than done. It's just one of those things. It's like with club thing, and then the record labels and various other people. Can you can you do us another one of those, please? And that's just the standard, and you always get that. Um, And um, I'm like, it doesn't really work that way. I'm like, something was just because I was in this place in New York for these years doing these silly things and met these people and I was listening to these songs because that's when these things all came together and... Then the song happened, and if I try make another one like it, it's going to be contrived, and it's not going to be the same. So, but it's in my head exactly what you said. I would like to make that kind of music. It feels like a um, antidote for some of the more ego-driven. Not that there's no ego in the music, but but um, the intention is maybe after getting beat up a bit by life, you know, you, you learn a bit more about your intentions and you hopefully start to purify intention a bit and then the music has a different impact, then maybe a lot of the pop that's that's out today, which I can't really listen to. And I hope it's not an age thing of me just becoming like my parents were with the rock and roll. And, uh, can't listen
0: to that stuff. You know, yeah. <laughs> It's interesting what you were saying about intention. I remember, like, years ago, I did a yoga teacher training, and there was we each had a message inside our T-shirt that we were given, and mine was, release the ego. And I, I, that sent me on, like, an existential crisis, because it was like, well, who am I without the ego? And it's yeah. taken me a really long time to understand that it's more about, like, an intention and a way of living, and that you can just understand your ego and move more into your heart and and then you're creating and living from a really different place. So the ego will always be there. Yeah. But maybe you're creating now more from your heart. Yeah.
2: And it's the the intention again, I've I've had that intention, but there's certainly been a lot of other intentions that get muddied up with it. But that's been the intention to have that intention, but not necessarily what's happened, but um, when I first began all of this stuff and first got discovered long time ago as a kid, basically just up high school when I got brought to New York that it was right around the time when I just started on a spiritual journey as well. Um, everything happened at the same time and I was reading about the The ancient bards from, like, the the Celtic dudes and the Greeks had some too. Orpheus, who they attribute the Greek myths to. He was an absolute, um, just a crazy human that, you know, we, we don't really see humans like that anymore. Um, where the guys would use song and, um, poetry and mythology and, uh, um, they'd go into, in the Celtic example, they'd go into the cave somewhere in midsummer for like two days, maybe take a lot of mushrooms that they picked and come back with a song. Um, and it would be, uh, you know, in, in service of um, of nature, in service of evolution of the spirit and, you know, in an ideal world. So I was reading about these guys and I was, you um, to the start of school and I was thinking about, you know, all of my favorite artists and they, they, they kind of were doing that anyway, you know, John Lennon at his peak or Bjork or Jeff Buckley or whoever it might be, they're channeling that. So that became a conscious thing. That was something that to get these keep in mind all the time. And then I got discovered right after that, um, Uh, that idea popped into my head and then and then yeah then you end up in New York with the record label and you 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 struggle to hold on to that because then suddenly you have people telling you they'll make us another one of those or whatever it might be so that's the purest way of doing it. And and then maybe that is music for Ceremony, obviously would be that that kind of music, which is just from the heart. Um, But uh, yeah, it might be a lifelong thing trying to find those songs.
0: Yeah, it sounds to me like music for Ceremony comes through you more than like from you, I'm guessing because it's so connected to spirit and I I hear that in the new track I hear other worlds coming through in that and I think it's really awesome that you produce that yourself and I want to hear more of what you produce yourself but that's not to say you can't also be churning out the you know the dance floor friendly hits
2: I dunno, I don't write that many songs so then and I spend a lot of time doing it, it's just not that many come. But that was another thing is maybe yeah, maybe I have a different a different name that creates this stuff, but that didn't feel right to do that with this. So it kind of was taken out of my hands because I'm here in South Africa and there's some name recognition and then there was radio promotion people that were like they like the song and they want to put it on the radio and then all of a sudden we're like, Well It'll be way, way more difficult to, to start with this particular song as well without people knowing, with it being a new name that's going to be so it kind of got taken out of my hands. The decision. So then I'm wondering that maybe it's, you know, maybe later in life, yeah. may, maybe an instrumental, doing something more Neil from-like.
0: So watch this space. You might be about. You might be on a on a path to to embracing a new name. That's kind of exciting. Kind of cool.
2: There are um, reasons, even cold kind of marketing reasons to have other personas because it's, it's the world we're in now, people, not just people, but the, the gatekeepers are always looking for a new thing rather than someone who's put out three, four records. But at the same time, if you've built that core following of people that follow you and listen to you over some time, that's quite rare today as well. You know, I, I figure if I set myself up a, a life that I like, um, maybe a certain amount of months in Portugal, summertime in Cape Town, my little studio here, my little studio there. I make a song, I put it out. Once I have enough songs, I have an album. I'm free to tour when I want to tour. It's all done on my I, um, on my terms. And um, at the same time, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm meditating and I'm working on the other side, which I'm one thing that this whole experience of the last year and a half has done among many. Uh, it's definitely my discipline, you know, On waking. I do this. I do that. I do that. Before I go to bed, I do that. Um, I, I'm. I'm mm-hmm maybe more than ever before you know just to like plugging the the life leaks the ways maybe I was frittering and wasting time and things that maybe I didn't need to be doing it's not perfect yet but it's
0: so what are what are one or two things that you've incorporated into your daily life that um, are really helping in a in a good way
2: I am trying to sing a little bit every day um, but sing with real intention and presence even if it's just one song um from a heart feeling in my whole body um certainly meditating a, a great deal and working on all, all of that stuff breath and um, and things that I have learned over the years like Tai Chi where I maybe was doing a certain amount but now I'm doing a certain amount every day um because uh yeah it doesn't, uh, I don't think I have a choice it's, it's been like this has been the fun part of the initiation was the Ibiza side this is more the kind this is the, this, the like well if you don't do this stuff you basically well you might not die but you're not going to have the energy to do the things you want to do so you actually maybe one day I'll be grateful for this funny time for myself at least but um, yeah it's, it's kind of a yeah, running the gauntlet.
0: Yeah, let's talk a bit about Tai Chi and meditation. Would you have some techniques to share in meditation and in Tai Chi? Like, what's a simple exercise that someone listening could do to change their energy? Maybe with Tai Chi. Because Tai Chi is breath and movement combined, right? Right
3: yeah
2: breath and movement and and for someone like me that's constantly in um, in dream or imagination or thinking about and, and not even you know some writing it's maybe a positive but but a lot of um, thinking about the past um, projecting into the future maybe uh, and I'm, I'm moving away from visualization and things like that where you, you're you know you're projecting and you're imagining it's much more about being here um with the senses and being in your whole body in your hands and feet and you know the tai chi as well it's about being in the moment to moment um you're here and then you're here and you're still here and um and then you realize you've gone in a whole mental thing and then you bring yourself back. Um, and it's the same thing with with um, performing and singing. You know, you can be singing a song and doing all this stuff and realize you've had a whole long thought process while you've been doing it and it can happen on stage. Um, whereas when you're entirely present with the sound, um, the sound, um, the vibration of the sound in your body and as well as the emotion, as well as perhaps the meaning of the words, you can't really try. For me, uh, I think I think for me, definitely for for anyone, I really think that's that's what it comes down to: saying saying like yes to being here. And
0: so, the word presence has been really important for you. Yeah, and actually, there's so much mystery in presence. Like so much mystery unfolds in being present. In a way, it's even more surreal than being in dreamland or daydreaming. Like the present moment, where you're fully in it, like right now, like where anything can happen, is actually maybe even more exciting and inspiring than all the stuff stories we can create in our head. There's space for that too, but there's a lot of a lot of magic in presence.
3: Oh, yeah,
2: I I mean, I think it's the best place to be if you can really inhabit that. Um, I mean, that's what it comes down to anyway. The whole spiritual mission is to to become totally here all the time. It's just easier said than done, and I've never met anyone that that was. Um, On the other hand, if you want to write a song and record a song, I don't know if you could do that, being present like that all the time, because there's a, there's a significant amount of planning and um, involved. Uh, in theory, if you're absolutely present and here, just here, every step you take will be the correct step that you need to take to get to the next moment to do your thing that you're meant to be doing while you're here but that takes a tremendous amount of trust and um, yeah I, I mean not even vaguely here maybe in a, a few more incarnations um, mainly approaching any of that stuff but I've come a long way from where I was as like a kid and a teenager and all of that because um, <clears throat> uh, you know it was tied up in all kinds of stuff, and uh, certainly gone better. But it becomes more difficult, you know, as you as you progress along the way. Then the fall you fall harder when you do make a mess of something, you know. Um, the stakes become higher. So yeah, all of these things I've been learning in the last couple of years very interesting. Mm,
0: yeah. So what would you say the biggest lessons have been?
2: I don't think it's clarified into one thing yet just um, that it's not enough to have these momentous epiphany realization experiences and then you're like oh now I'm here now I'm here it doesn't work that way and, you know if you, if that's what happens then you end up getting kicked down again and then you've got to claw your way back up it's more um, yeah it's a constant Thing and it's beautiful, like you said. You know, it's uh it's on waking, it's on going to sleep. It's uh, um, yeah, like I said, nowhere near there. But that that's been what I'm thinking about, and it it ties into everything I've been doing and I've been learning for the last many years.
0: As an artist, you really walk that tightrope of shadows and light, and like everything you've just been sharing with me is like it's it's that seeking of like finding the balance between the shadows and the light or the spiritual and the grounded or the present and the dreamer and and it it all comes together in your music like there's like a darkness but then there's also kind of optimism and hope in it so I feel like in this conversation I'm really getting that thread the dark and the light the presence and the dreamer it's like the yin and the yang and as you say, maybe not in this lifetime, maybe in a few lifetimes, it'll, it will all equalize. And, and maybe it doesn't need to for your creativity, walking that, n- navigating that, that yes. instability. Yeah. Yeah.
2: It is. Uh, they, well, they call it, you know, what they call the great work with capital G and the capital W, which is happening... In the microcosm we're all doing it if you're on a spiritual journey of sorts um the you know realization of yourself or what they call eventually you know enlightenment where you're just here and it's nothing special you're just here um and um realization beyond the ego again i've never met anyone anyone that ever claimed to be there probably isn't, um, it's not how it works. Um, and then on a universal scale, um, the consciousness of of life evolving through the process of evolution and everything that's been happening for millions, billions of years, and the planet, you know, if you think of the entire span of human history, which is nothing, it's like, um, it's gone in the blink of an eye and things are speeding up and speeding up and it's this consciousness of life that's realizing itself through through us so so that's what's happening universally and then we're doing it on our own as well and then maybe you do something that you'd be part of the process of um, helping move the thing along or helping wake wake up to some extent, others around you, or or doing grounded work, or helping in some way, um, in service, but you know, have a good time doing it. Um, I never fit into any spiritual scene. As, uh, it's just um, things things get a bit guru master
3: little. It just never. It's never been my way. I mean, I'm always meant to be a little
2: bit of a lone wolf on the outside, but, um, and I have some wonderful connections and friends in various different different scenes and places in the world.
0: What I hear is that you've learned to maybe never suspend your own internal compass, never to hand over your power completely to. No,
2: it's, it's tempting, and I've met one, two, impressive people um, that the temptation was there and then, you know, and I'm like, you know, teach me I'll be like an apprentice. Um, and that um, no, nev- never happened. But um, some some people have different different journey and my mind has very much been, you know, you going to do it yourself. Um, and all the pitfalls. You have to navigate them yourself. And the other thing that you learn is if if you're on this trajectory, you probably also have a lot of ego equally, like you said, dark and light, you know. So you have to navigate that, you know. It doesn't get easier just because you have this stuff. You also have that stuff in equal amount
3: to, to balance. Uh, and then I, I don't think at any point it gets easier. I think it's just, you know, that's how it is until maybe you, you get there. And I don't know if you get
2: there, if you stay there. You've never met anyone who got there. So.
0: Well, I think of people like Eckhart Tolle and Tichnat Khan, yeah. the sort of or philosopher. Yeah. They are, to me, like living embodiments of maybe as perfect as it gets, you know, with a great humility, but also um, a kind of presence. Like the two words that jump out of me from what you were just sharing is presence and balance. Being as present as possible, as often as possible, and living in balance. I'm excited for you about your creativity from this place as you're understanding more and more where it is you want to be in this lifetime or the next, um, creating from a place of presence, yet fully connected to your muses and to spirit, doing everything in balance. It's not all about pop hits, and it's not all about name-changing ceremonial creations. It's about the balance of of both. I think
2: if, if you find that, then then that will maybe it all falls into place yeah Eckhart Tolle, yeah he's I must say he seems
3: to really be just right there yeah. from what I've seen and yeah. maybe he gets annoyed with
2: um, someone cuts him off in traffic <laughs> <laughs>
3: um,
2: yeah.
3: but
0: um you actually said you said something quite beautiful when you had a little stream there of thought and you said that maybe it's about um, being of service and and helping people along the way but doing it in a way that you're having fun at the same time I feel like that hits the nail on the head and with your music you do help people along the way and you're having fun at the same time
2: yeah well ideally yes it should be fun um because I mean there are there are people that will go to the heart of dark and work with people that are deeply troubled and I'm glad they do that. Then there are people that are doing that work. Um, but I just you know, I'd like to help people and have a good time at the same time if I can.
0: Yeah. Um, and you are you do that.
2: So Yeah. So that is but but yeah, no the service thing is important and it's important to remember and when you lose that and you lose it in a minute, um, that's usually when you, you get a big, like, a smackdown of sorts. In my, my life, like, they, it's just... Even when I was younger and I wasn't on any, any kind of party yet, I, I, I started to notice that if I'd there to do something like that, I'd get, you know, smackdown. Um, and some of like, my, my life stuff where I've been quite sort of honorable and noble and that kind of thing and people are like, oh, you're so like, you know, and I'm like, no, it's not It's not me being good. I've just learned from like a young age I was actually envious of some people that could like deviate and maybe have some fun and be a bit more wayward but I'm like, I cannot. Like, you don't understand. Bad things will happen and it's so blatantly clear that that's what's happening. Mm. that I didn't even question it anymore so um, being kept on straight and narrow
3: by like synchronicity and coincidence and all yeah. these things that have happened I think the word that's coming to
0: mind for me in that is integrity you've got integrity that integrity is the thing that keeps you on the straight and narrow that reminds you if you're doing something that's going to have a karmic return <laughs> yeah no,
2: the karmic the thing been, and I've had a lot of blessings and good things have come my way, but at the same time, it's never just got, it's never come all, all the way there, and I think possibly that's that ego wrestling thing when you get to this point, and then you're like, ah, this, you know, yeah. look me, look what I've done, yeah. and then suddenly, you, you, you uh, all kinds of stuff happens,
0: totally i think i think the universe the universe has got a sense of humor and will test you as soon as you think you've got it i feel like the universe will throw something at you to be like oh yeah you think you've nailed it this time well here's a new challenge for you right as soon as you think you've got to a certain place
3: yeah
0: you'll be tested again it's like a cosmic joke kind of a big cosmic joke happening that yeah it seems it seems to work that way um
2: and possibly that's a good thing as well. That's just part of the hollowing out and the and, and what needs to happen to get to get to that place. Mm. And um, yeah. So the only thing I would say as far as echo Tolle, mm. tolle. Toll? Yeah,
0: tolle, tolle, German.
2: Tolle, yeah. <laughs> um, I wonder. If, how many songs you could write from that point of view, because there's only maybe, maybe a lot, or maybe, I mean, certainly beautiful music yeah. in through, through but, but like with lyrics, I don't know, uh, challenging.
0: I think a certain amount of like existential questioning I definitely felt that, like back to that story of the T-shirt that told me to let go of my ego. And I was like, will I create anything ever again if I just, just completely park it and I'm just in the moment? I don't think so. I think there has to be like the words that have been coming up here in our conversation, presence, balance and a good dose of, uh, of connection to the, the imagination and spirit world and, and have fun. Yeah, yeah, and have fun and be of service. Integrity—that was the third word I was searching for that you came up with. You, integrity, and yeah, there's a—you know, Ecartola is not writing the amazing songs that you are. That he's got his own role in the world, and you've got yours, and that's very much in between the shadows and the light.
2: And a song like um, "We All Are Dancing," which was
0: such a good song. I absolutely
2: love I'm it. Nice. I, I actually did an ecstatic dance thing in Ibiza and they played that song.
0: Oh, that must have been good to be like, it's my tune. <laughs> it's yeah, my it's tune. Um, but that,
2: that song is kind <laughs> of about the Eckhart Tolle idea, you know, that you, you can't get away from it. You, you you just dance away.
3: you might as well actually dance and be there when you do it. Cause
2: you can't not be doing it, so you might as well just
0: surrender it, you know, while it happens. I think the word surrender is that right? Yeah,
2: yeah, and that's just yeah. the peak of the song. Yeah, so so that was a, a, a for sure. That that, um, but yeah, I don't know if I could write every
0: song like that. It's a really good Challenging. song a really good song but it sounds to me like you've got you've got it really set like with intention you can write whatever kind of song you want to you actually can now be like I want to write this kind of song and then you as you said earlier when you have the parameters when you have the parameters I want to write this type of song and then you let it flow I, I think you deliver every time you've got so many great songs and on that note, I'm going to cut one of your songs in. Almost about now, which one would you suggest I play? Your okay. new your new song?
2: Yeah, one of the ones we've been talking about. So, um, we all are dancing, or seven years, or one of those.
0: Is there anything else you want to share or talk about that we haven't covered? We've covered a lot in this time. Yeah,
2: we've covered a lot, and it's been sort of different to the usual. Um, the usual stuff. I, I know, I guess, right? It's,
0: it's, some of it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's, so cool. it's been a really, really great conversation. I'm going to, um, um, so for the purpose of the podcast, I just want to thank you so much for making time to talk to me and to share some of the stories behind your music and um, share what it's been like for you over the last couple of years. The good, the bad, the dark and the light. Yeah. And um, there's, so much beautiful poetry in in your words. It you know it makes sense that you're a great songwriter. With the new studio set up and the ability to produce whatever you want whenever it comes to you, as well as taking things out to other people who can remix and sprinkle their magic on your on yours. Yeah, I hope,
2: I hope that happens. Yeah, we're
0: yeah. like talking about that too. Yeah, TLC, the light like, conversations. Thank you so much, Yuv. It's been a great pleasure to speak with you today.
2: Thank you,
3: John. Yeah. Thank you so much.
1: For words.